0: Drabblecast, episode 406. The Drabblecast is a weekly audio fiction magazine that brings strange stories by strange authors to strange listeners, such as yourself. I'm your host, Norm Sherman. Lots going on in this week's Drabblecast, folks, but if I had to sum it all up, I'd say it's all about hiding in bubbles. From what, you ask? From real horror or delusional terror? From the oncoming apocalypse or the idea or possibility of an oncoming apocalypse? Well, the good news is there's no need to worry about predicting whether or not a major cataclysmic extinction event is in our future. The bad news? Because that's just going to happen, folks. It doesn't necessarily mean a total extinction event. Our planet has undergone several such scenarios, and some of us critters have managed to pull through. But it's naive and ridiculous to think that just because we, as current little-ant tenants of this Earth, happen to be the ones scuttling about right now, that things will be any different sooner or later. We're not that important in the grand scheme of things— Without having to debate climate change or nuclear arms de-escalation or any of that, a solar flare will take out major chunks of the electricity grid one day. If it doesn't just outright fry us all, a supervolcano will erupt. A plague of some sort will take its toll on a chunk of us. A meteor at some point will not just narrowly miss us, but wind up taking out all of Nebraska and masking out the sun with tons of atmospheric dust and debris for a lot longer than we'd otherwise want it to. "'I mean, who knows which one of these things, or the things I left out, will be first, right? "'And ultimately, I'm preaching to the choir here, am I not? "'You all know this. You're big boys and girls and everything in between. "'I'm not telling you anything you don't already have tucked away in the secret do not go in their basements at the bottom of your minds. "'And for good reason. There's a reason we lock that room.' We can't live happy, fruitful, productive lives if our every waking minute is focused on some degree of our inevitable impending doom, either individually or as a species. So of course we naturally build bubbles. Of course we choose to focus on far smaller-in-comparison dilemmas around us that maybe we can actually change in the meantime, right? And likewise we find solace in relatively smaller-in-comparison things to keep us comfortable and make us happy in the meantime. Security blankets, if you will, because they give us the courage to actually get the hell out of bed. Even though we know the end is nigh For everybody one day Either individually through more or less natural means Like organ failure at the age of 85 Or a surprise run-in with a mountain lion As you're checking your mail next week Or collectively via any number of the things Barreling around in space out there Eventually running us over like the barely visible little specks Of cosmic dust that we are To feel that we might have control over something Is enough for now And hey, maybe the problems we feel like we have the best chance of fighting are the things with solutions we're most familiar with. Let's listen to a 100-word story. Drabbles are stories exactly 100 words, no more, no less. Little story appetizers here on our podcast. Anyone can write one. We love featuring stories every week from listeners just like you. You can submit 100-word stories in our discussion forum community at forums.drabblecast.org under the Drabble section in Community Stories. That's where we draw these from each week. So many good stories in there, folks. Literally thousands over the years. Fans all read them. They comment and give feedback. It's great. Go to forums.drabblecast.org and give it a shot. We might pick yours to be on an upcoming show. Our one hundred word drabble this week comes to us from four member mini screams, and it's called "It's a Scary World Out There." Here it goes. How she dreaded leaving her apartment. It took years for her to feel safe in the small bubble she'd created around her home, shielded from the crazies, the murderers, the rapists of the world. But she got the letter, and had to go. She rented a car and set out, knife tucked in her coat, aware she might be attacked at any moment. The road was empty, save for corn on either side, the kind that hid killers. Needing to stop for gas, her heart raced. She pulled in and sat until a man came out to assist her. She would strike first. Good stuff. Our feature story this week is a Travelcast original story called Beauty Tips for the Apocalypse by Karen Hewler. Karen's stories have appeared in over a hundred literary and speculative magazines and anthologies, from Conjunctions to Clark's World to Weird Tales, as well as a number of best-of anthologies. She's received an O. Henry Award, been a finalist for the Iowa Short Fiction Award, the Bellwether Award, the Shirley Jackson Award for Short Fiction, twice and others. She's published four novels and a novella, and her fourth story collection has just been published by Tartarus Press. Our narrator for this story is the ever-lovely and talented Lauren Singer. Since 1999, Lauren, owner and founder, CEO of Singer Productions, has been a professional voiceover artist. Lauren's a classically trained vocalist and actress who delivers ovation-worthy results. She's voiced hundreds of acclaimed, award-winning audio productions, including her most recent work as the spoken and sung voices for Alice Angel in Bendy and the Ink Machine*. Singer's also known for her award-winning commercial work for Wyndham Vacation Rentals, and a multitude of video game characters in Star Trek Online, Dungeons & Dragons Neverwinter, Heroes of New Worth, Magic the Gathering, and Skyrim, Conversion, Enderal. And so, ladies, remember to smile. Without further ado, we bring you Beauty Tips for the Apocalypse by Karen Hewler.
1: Beauty Tips for the Apocalypse In times such as these, with the world shaken to its core, it is all too easy to give up on routine cosmetic care. Yet a fresh look in a war zone can do so much to uplift those suffering and dying right in front of your eyes. Consider it a humanitarian obligation that you owe to those around you, no matter the particular effects of the zone of destruction you find yourself in. While it's true that the cataclysmic series of accidents that were a direct result of the alien invasion can make one wonder whether a deep core facial matters anymore, remember that life goes on, whether it is short or long. Our mission is to make that life attractive. It's hard to say sometimes what matters anymore, but until we figure it out, why not make the most of it? Whether accidentally or intentionally, some of the missiles launched during the alien invasion hit a nuclear storage facility in one state, and a virus research center in the other. That was unfortunate, and while some may say that neither facility was adequately protected, that's spilled milk spilt radioactive milk in one state, and spilt pestilential milk in the other. The sun comes up every day, however, and there are still a significant number of humans alive. Beauty regimens were never a one-size-fits-all thing, and we acknowledge that we have to go even farther than that now to accommodate the differing beauty needs that resulted. Depending on the zone and the condition you find yourself in, you should follow these clear steps to revive your spirit and present a new face to the world. Zone 1. The Nuclear Radiation Zone. This only applies to those who still have skin, obviously. But hydration is essential now more than ever. Creamy skin will last up to a day longer than dry skin, because cream provides a protective layer against the elements, although any kind of skin will give way to radiation or dynamic sunspots, unleashing extraordinary sun flares capable of burning hair and skin off those impolitic enough to stand outside too long. Why stand outside, ladies? what's left out there to attract you. Now that the water has become toxic, it is only natural to rely on a daily regimen of creams in various forms in order to cleanse your skin and also to maintain the youthful elastic nature of that skin, which you should protect and shield as you would your husband's ego, particularly if they've gone bald. But let us attend to your hair. Find two eggs, crack them into a bowl, and whip them together. Now pour the egg mixture over your hair and style it. Simple styles are best, as the mixture will begin to deteriorate in a few days. Make sure you cover every strand of your hair before it begins to fall out, and be careful to form the hair-egg mixture into a kind of hair mask. The eggs will keep it in place for a while, although eventually all of it will begin to crack and fall away. At that point, either pull the hair-egg mixture off it will come off easily in most cases, or use an electric razor to remove it, starting with the hairline, wherever it is at that point. Oh, and since we've mentioned hair, it might be the right time to state that after your hair has fallen out, hats are a great resource for keeping your scalp from melting. Try on styles you would never think of wearing, frilly, fantastical, or even costumey. Take a chance. There's no reason not to take a chance. There are only a few chances left, in fact. If you look good and dress well, you will feel that the world is okay. Certainly, you are okay. And if you are okay, maybe I am too. And thus, beauty creates the world, if only for the minute, if only for the day. As soon as you receive word that the apocalypse has arrived in a mushroom cloud, please go to your cosmetics assortment and lather on any and all lotions and creams containing any carbon ingredients. Be dramatic, prepare to dance extravagantly, and be sure to use blush on your cheeks and shadow on your eyes. A beauty mark, discreetly placed, should cover any blemishes. If all you can find is olive oil, Rub it into your skin, especially below the eyes if you still have them, using a gentle circular motion with your fingertips, if you still have them. This cream will debag the droopiness under your eyes for all the important occasions that still arise even during an apocalypse blind dates, job interviews, security firm checkpoints, Geiger counterparties, etc. Your dog will continue to recognize you, if you still have a dog, and your last remaining neighbor will be amazed. You've never looked so good. You're not the kind of person who cringes or hides away when the mushroom clouds arise or when the sonic boom shatter your sleep. Greet the last day of the world with a can-do attitude, with style, with strength. Art and beauty are even more important when everyone around you is dying. Imagine if you provide them with their final glance, and it is lovely. Stride forward with a warm smile and a slight, radioactive blush on your cheeks. Zone 2 – The Virus Zone You may not know which virus has struck, but in most cases, you'll develop a fever and boils of some kind on your face or torso, and perhaps you will bleed out of your skin. Some people believe that killing healthy people and bathing in their blood is an effective remedy, but it is not, despite the temporary blush it will give to your cheeks. Bathing in blood actually exposes you to additional pathogens you may not be able to resist. It's better to avoid blood at all costs. Covering yourself in wax, however, may secure a healthy, vibrant, although static look for a significant amount of time. To do this, Take candles from churches and boil them in a pot after you've rinsed the candles. Add a small amount of formaldehyde, 0.1 ounces for each day of exposure. Find gauze bandages and dip them into the wax solution and slowly wrap yourself up like a mummy, which is actually a fun thing to do. This is always best when done close to Halloween or if nuclear winter is near your location, it can also help with sudden chillblains. In many cases, Skin can lose its elasticity and develop folds or pockets with certain viruses, and you can look, unfortunately, like you're melting. This is unattractive, and it's best to switch to elastic bandages. Avoid the mummy situation, as noted above, because wrapping yourself too tightly under these circumstances can lead to minor explosions as the skin inside the bandages starts to weep and expand. Instead, find an adult onesie Put it on, and then plunge yourself into cold or half-frozen water. This will cause the skin to shrink somewhat and give it a refreshing glow. It is best to get as close as you can to actually being frozen, as this will tighten all parts of your skin. If you can, find ice cream. Slather it on your face and neck area. You may allow your dog to lick it off when it melts, if you still have a dog. If anyone does. This is actually a classier kind of disaster as you get to wear lots of clothing and will probably spend the rest of your life indoors. Electricity may be out, which means you'll be in the dark. So in that case, apply glitter to those parts of your face that are visible. Light candles to make the glitter sparkle. Find wood and start a fire, which will also add a pleasing visual effect to the glitter and will get you warm at the same time. Wear your hair upswept and it may help to anchor it by wearing hairpins or pins of any kind. In an emergency use, nails because the nerves on your scalp are probably damaged. Remember to check whether the upsweep should cover your ears if they are missing. Congratulate yourself if your roots show, as it may mean that your hair is growing, which is a complete surprise under these conditions. Oh, I fear I may have been a little negative here. Please note also that some viruses can actually give the skin an exotic glow, can make it look translucent, and can make the eyes shine. This happens approximately 36 hours before death, but it often is accompanied by a sudden burst of clarity and enthusiasm. Men, lest you think I'm forgetting about you, there are very few opportunities for a closer shave than when your follicles are dying and there is no real regrowth. You'll find that your chest and back hairs disappear, and your face looks like a baby's butt. The women will appreciate this. No one likes a hairy man. Zone 3 – Alien Invasion If, however, you are in Zone 3, where things really don't look too bad at first, your beauty regimen should still be altered, since all the tips provided for Zone 1 and Zone 2 are themselves potentially fatal here. The aliens are, in some ways, tolerant, and will no doubt allow the vast majority of humans to survive on Earth, most likely as slaves of some kind. But the simple truth is that the aliens don't like our faces, and our concept of beauty is offensive to them. You must realign your aesthetic. Go to the nearest novelty store and buy an extra plastic nose and an extra set of eyes. We look deformed to them because we don't have as many of these as they do. You can't afford to have an opinion of how they look, so try to simulate their faces. We assume that's a face. You can't do anything about your body, so concentrate on the face since they are worm-like, or slug-like, or, more properly, like a leech, which can extend and then compress themselves, they are interested in all kinds of containers, and insert themselves in them for exploration. Aliens have been encountered in cupboards, ovens, toilets, cars, purses, luggage, empty milk containers but not yogurt containers, and even strollers. While they prefer solid-sided objects, they are not opposed to shopping bags, whether paper or plastic, and those collapsible mesh laundry bags, which seem to send them into shivers of delight. To impress our new leaders, you might want to begin building or shaping containers. We have no real idea what they intend to do with us, so it's best to seize on the few facts we've gathered so far. Wear an extra eye on the scalp side of your own eyes, approximately 4 to 6 inches back, This will mean you must shave or wax your head, and in fact, any visible hair whatsoever, because all signs point to an entire disgust with hair. Since they look like viscous worms or leeches, this is possibly not a surprise. Consider that beauty itself can work against you. It is not about how good you look to yourself or other humans, but how acceptable you look to the invaders. You might want to incorporate their own fascination with containers by hoisting a crossbeam on your shoulders with a bucket hanging off each end. They admire buckets. They will no doubt hitch a ride. Where to, you might ask? Well, according to local anecdotes, these aliens like chocolate, and therefore, toting them to a chocolate store is a sane thing to do. There is even an intense discussion going on as to whether chocolate is an alien invention, which they seeded here eons ago so they could have it available when they arrived. You can't go wrong with buckets and with chocolate. However, do not wear chocolate in any form or you risk being eaten or rather subsumed since they spread themselves over people and digest them. They can do this in groups. We are still faster than they are, so if you see a group, run! As long as you don't meet other groups coming for you from all directions, you will find safety somewhere. Although we suggest you make friends and sleep in shifts. Whether the human race will survive and thrive in the middle of this invasion is unknown. Whether there will be a time after this invasion, when for some reason salt How does salt affect them in large quantities? They have gone, and we allow our hair to grow and remove our side-eyes is unknown. For the time being, beauty is in the eye of the invader, and we must put aside our hideous desire to please ourselves and learn how to please them now. This is easier for women than it is for men, because women have always had to deal with the shit men dealt them in order to survive, and here we are again. And it wouldn't surprise any of us to discover that this whole alien invading race is essentially male. And would that surprise me? (laughs) Not at all. Ladies, remember to smile. We all know that a smile is submissive. And if these shits are male, well, then smile. Study the way they look and the way they move. And don't we always do that? And anticipate them, you know figure out what they want and how they want it, and then nod and flatter them and save yourselves. We have done this before, sisters. We will smile and glance out of our side eyes and notice the thing that they can't do without, and we will use it. We will survive.
2: down and die No, not I I will survive As long as I know how to love I know I'll stay alive I've got all my life to live, I've got all my love to give, I will survive I will survive I will survive
0: We hang in there however we know how, don't we? And yes, that's Michael Stipe, R.E.M. Even R.E.M. had deep existential issues. I mean, who knew? Who could have known? Let's close with our 100-character story winner this week. If drabbles are appetizers, twabbles are story after dinner mints, so to speak. 100 character stories, not counting spaces. We have a weekly contest in our discussion forums that I mentioned in the intro, forums.drabblecast.org, same section under Community Stories. We've got a handy 100-character story sizing tool there to make it all the easier to shave down your idea into the right size. We pick a story from there each week from a fan and produce it here on the show after posting it early in the week on Twitter and social media. If you aren't following us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, go ahead and do that. We're at Drabblecast. And exercise that creative muscle in your brain. Try writing a short 100-character story posted in our forums. You might be next week's winner. This week's winner is forum member Hazel. Here it goes. Panic sets in. My life should be in boxes, but it sits untouched and glaring. Tomorrow is the day. I am not ready to move. excellent that feeling you know the feeling of boxes laying around or open suitcases not packed with all the luggage you need is anyone else as terrified of that image as i am what better way to describe no doubt what must be the scariest aspect of death not yet though folks right we've got a little more time on this cosmic speck of watery dust what are we gonna do with it and that's our show this week, folks. Remember that Travelcast has brought to you the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License, which means don't change it, don't sell it, but feel free to share it all you like. Write us a review on iTunes or elsewhere, or just tell a friend, huh? I got a little something to make that easy for you. Send them a link we're going to provide to you in our show notes, also available off our website, drabblecast.org, under the About section. It's a page called New to the Drabblecast. It has ten of our top favorite, top listener favorite episodes, and it's guaranteed to hook them. Wouldn't it be grand to have even more pals to talk about all the crazy, weird-ass stories we run? We want that for you, too. Send them this link, or direct them to our website, Drabblecast.org, under About, New to the Drabblecast. That's the page you want there or if you're perfectly comfortable with the amount of people in your life that currently know about your weird fiction podcast fetish I mean that's cool, I get it if you enjoy our show, consider supporting it by throwing a couple bucks our way by clicking support the show off our website our entire operation relies on listener support to pay authors, narrators, producers, musicians, artists we couldn't do it without you and we greatly appreciate your generosity seriously, we do And speaking of artists, man, how about the episode art for this week's show, huh? I love it. The juxtaposition of the old-school, vintage postcard style with the three-eyed alien girl subject matter. I mean, it's just creepy. So many talented people out there. Who's this talented fool, though, you ask? Leonard Dalmatieda. Leonard's a writer, illustrator, audio producer, and musician from Brazil. He spends his days thinking about dinosaurs from other planets, its daily struggles against a bone-crushing gravity, and its occasional mating rituals. Apart from that, he writes and makes comics based on science. You can find his work at instagram.com forward slash a biogenese, which is B-I-O-G-E-N-E-S-E. Thanks, Leo. Our program this week was brought to you by Melissa Harvey, Tom Baker, Bo Kyer, Samantha Henderson, a bag of corn nuts perched ominously on an ancient altar, Sandra O'Dell, Jason Smith, Zimmerman Bledsoe, and yours truly, Norm Sherman, reminding you, beauty is in the eye of the invader.
2: And so you're back from outer space. Just walked in and find you here with that sad look upon your face. I should have changed my stupid luck. I should have made you leave your key. If I had known for just one second, you'd be back to bother me. Go on now, go. Walk out the door. Just turn around now.
1: Cause you're not welcome
2: anymore. Weren't you the one who tried to hurt me with goodbye? did you think I'd grow? Got all my life to live and I've got all my life to give And I'll survive, I will survive It took all the strength I had not to fall apart Can't try hard to mend the pieces of my breath But I spent oh so many nights just feeling sorry